Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Today is Giving Tuesday, and yesterday we began our year-end fundraising efforts. We're trying to raise and finish off the year with $15,000 in this campaign. We're so grateful to those of you who support our ministry, for those of you who want to be a part of helping us. And maybe you've been listening to us for some time, and maybe you haven't yet uh, become a contributor to this ministry. Uh, Maybe you enjoy our program and have enjoyed it for a long time. Maybe this year you'll help us with a gift. It doesn't have to be a big gift, but we would be very, very grateful if you would join the team. And maybe you might call and say, well, hey, I want to be a monthly donor to this ministry, and that would be a superb help, a good end of the year and beginning start towards a new year. And you can, three ways you can give. One, you can by giving us a call and give over the phone. The number to call is 800 616 You can also give my check. Instead of taking airtime to give you our address, please give us a call. The number is 800-616-0082. Or you can give safely, securely online, which many people choose that option. And that's fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com. You can listen to past broadcasts as well there. And again, we're so grateful to our donors. Yesterday, I was talking to you about the subject of fear. We have you know, a lot to be afraid of. I mean, let's face it, life is messy. And for the most part, in the world we live in, with technology and advancements of medical science and uh, the great um, hospitals and things, you know, most of us are living longer years. And we've enjoyed, you know, a lot of good health for the most part in our country and in our time period. Uh, there have been times in the past, you know, with plagues and and other difficult things, you know, can you imagine growing up in World War One? Can you imagine growing up in World War II? We don't have very many of those people still alive. I, I remember as a child, we had a man in our church who fought in World War One, Mr. Beasley. I remember hearing his, his stories as a little boy. Of course, I've known and heard of others through World War Two, uh, but uh, they're getting on in years. And I don't know if we have very many veterans uh, yet still alive. Maybe there are of that of that period. For the most part, here in the West, we've enjoyed relative peace and healthy living. But um, we are all facing elements of difficulty and trials and tribulation of sorts. But when it comes, how do we how do we face it? Are we going to face it with fear, or will we face it with faith? If you know Christ, if you're a believer in God. We have much to hope for because we know that God is still sovereign. He still holds all things in his hands. And sometimes he does permit tribulation and trials and difficulties and valleys and storms to come our way. Every storm, though, is a school. There's something often that God wants us to teach us. And often what it is is to stop trusting self, stop having faith in man and our abilities, but to recognize God, 
It's usually because we've forgotten God that he has to bring storms and valleys and difficulties and pain into our life. You want to be a better person of prayer? God has a way of doing that. He brings pain. Pain often causes us to go to our knees, doesn't it? And as we do, we learn to turn to God for our salvation, for our needs. I'm so thankful that I have faith and trust in God. You see a world out there that's struggling because they don't have God. They don't have an understanding of faith. And so therefore they are living in fear. And and when the world sees us as Christians living in fear, that sends wrong signals. Sometimes we falter. Sometimes we do mess up. And that's the, the flesh in us. And when we do, we need to confess that to our friends, to our unsaved friends especially. Forgive me. I was, was in weakness. As a Christian, I shouldn't live that way in fear because I do have hope. And I had a weak moment. And I apologize because I was a bad example to you of what Christians, of how Christians should be living when we come into hard times. But when we do come into hard times, when we come into difficult times, and we're not falling apart, when our world is falling apart around us, but we're not falling apart, that should be a great opportunity for us to witness to our unbelieving friends when they see something different there in our life. Because when their world is falling apart, they usually do. Have you ever thought of why it is that the world has kind of gone bonkers over this climate control, climate change, and saving the planet and, and, and all this stuff? Um, now, some of it's just purely political. You know, the, and, and the media is a part of it. It is a power grab. It is control, and they're gaining control and wealth and, and stuff by selling, you know, these ideas of, of you know, you, you got to pay for credits for your carbon emissions and stuff. You know, what, what is this doing? It's, it's building government and building wealth and that kind of stuff and putting control in government's hand, and that's part of a political ploy, and some people have bought into it. But there are people out there really, truly, who feel that, you know, man's killing the world, and we got to stop this, and we're running out of energy, and we're running out of resources, and the ozone, you know, holes, and all this stuff. The sky's falling, and they're genuinely afraid, and we're teaching kids this in our school. I mean, this is, I mean, our presidency is out there saying, you know, our, our biggest threat is climate change and the climate and all that kind of stuff. It's not Iran. <laughs> it's not nuclear enemies and, and all that kind of stuff. And they, they can't see the real problem, but, you know, they, they've bought into this thing. But there's genuine people who are genuinely afraid. And the reason why they're genuinely afraid is because they don't have trust in God. They don't believe in a God, that a God has control of all these things, that he's the one who keeps the things in order, and there's a balance, and they reject the fact that he is in control of this world. And so this fear is driving a lot of people into foolish behavior because they continue to not recognize God. There is, I spoke of this 
some months back, and I just want to cover just a little bit of it again. There's healthy fear and unhealthy fear. Healthy fear is an innate, self-imposed feeling that motivates us or provokes us towards a positive action. But an unhealthy fear is imposed usually externally that brings panic, anxiety, and negative actions. Let me give you an example of an unhealthy fear. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. That's where panic and anxiety and negative actions are rooted in, this spirit of fear. But of power and of love and of sound of mind, that's what God has brought us. But the spirit of fear is unhealthy. Now, there is a side, though, of fear that is healthy. Proverbs 1, 7. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And so there is a healthy fear and an unhealthy fear. Let me give you another example. Driving the speed limit. Uh, for fear of getting a fine or fear of our health, in, you know, our, our car insurance rates going up and so on there, we drive the speed limit or close to it. <laughs> Why? Because it, it lengthens our life. It makes us a safe driver. It's a self-preservation fear. It motivates us to be better citizens. But an unhealthy side of it, they're saying, well, I, I, I'm afraid uh, that I, to drive, so I won't even travel. And they become a recluse or unsociable or, or, or whatever. Let me give you another example. Fear of aging. There's a healthy fear to look after our health, 2 Timothy 4.8. Sorry, 1 Timothy 4.8. For bodily exercise profiteth, but what? Little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. And so, so there is profit in bodily exercise. Now, an unhealthy side of it is to think that we can control our life and control our health and so on there. But the problem is, we can't control aging. We've tried. Potions have been made and promises have been made. We can do this and do that for you there, but they still can't deliver. You know, the, the myths of searching for the fountain of youth. and you know, Or maybe we can, you know, take the right kind of um, uh, vitamins and or vitamins. I'm not sure how, how we say it. I always get confused growing up in England, uh, how we say it here. But... Um, you know, all the different uh, regimes to improve our health and exercise and all that stuff. Uh, one of the saddest final words that ever was spoken was actually uttered by Jackie Kennedy Onassis. You know, remember her? And on her deathbed, she said this just before she slipped into eternity. I don't understand I exercised, I ate right, I did everything I was supposed to do, I did everything right, and with that she died. She didn't understand why she was dying. The fact is, is that, as I said yesterday, all of us have an appointment. Our days are numbered. We're not going to spend one day after and stay here longer than God had appointed for us. We're not going to get to the end of our, of, of our days before God appointed it. We're not going to show up in heaven and, and God's going to say, oh, we weren't expecting you for another two months. It ain't going to happen. Death will come to us all. 
And so, yeah, I mean, do what you can to, you know, improve your health. But the fact is, you're not, you're not going to extend your days. Again, that brings, back, brings me back to the fear of this COVID and, and all that. And a lot of people have stopped going to church because they're afraid. One day they will come to the end of their days and they will stand before their God, their maker, and give an, an answer for their actions. What will they say? What will we say? If we've lived our life in fear, uh, trying to fight um, against the tide of death, some things we just can not stop. James chapter four verse fourteen says, "Whereas you know, not what shall be on the morrow, but what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away." Um. In Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 23, this question was asked, can an, Eth- can an Ethiopian change his skin? Can a leopard change his spots? There's some things we just cannot stop or change. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 27, which of you taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? Boy, it'd be nice to have power and control over everything, but we don't have that. God has it. So put your faith and trust in him. Don't live in fear, live in faith. Well, before we close, let me give you our phone number one more time. The number to help us in our campaign is 800-616-0082. God bless you, and I pray you live in faith and not in fear. We'll be back again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage.